All right, that's going to do it for us today on this Monday. We appreciate you listening. (laughs) Don't tease me. Get it? Because it's 6 o'clock already, it feels like. It's a joke. He's so sensitive. Can't touch a quarterback. (laughs) I threw him into the bench. Uh, So we know who will play in the Super Bowl. And uh, we know who will call the defense for the Dolphins next season Hmm? with a slight caveat that maybe it won't happen. But for the most part, it seems like it's happening. (laughs) Don't lock in to your prom date until your prom date agrees. We will know if Bam and Jimmy are NBA All-Stars at 7 p.m. this Thursday night. And uh, we know after this weekend that the Dolphins are not – in the sweepstakes for Tom Brady. That's good. Until it's not true. Right. Yeah. The same thing with Vic Fangio. Yeah, come on, man. So, here's the... I, I don't know. Barry Jackson is convinced the Vic Fangio thing is done, as are many Dolphins beat writers. But Michael Silver, who is a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, tweeted out... Let's see. I want to see how long ago this was. 11.53 today. Okay. So, recently. Yeah. For what it's worth, Vic Fangio told me late last night, nothing has been decided on my end. There is a huge amount. Now, this is not Vic Fangio speaking at this point. Now, this is the tweet from Michael Silver. There's a huge amount of mutual respect between Kyle Shanahan and Fangio, a highly successful Niners defensive coordinator under Jim Harbaugh, and it appears the 49ers will have an opening soon. Mm-hmm. And just speaking for not speaking for Vic, just thinking about his side, would you want to go to the number one defense in the league to take over for D'Amico Ryans, or would you want to go to the Dolphins, who got knocked out in the first round? Right, so do you, do you make a – decision right now because a few things have to happen mm-hmm. for that job to open up you yes. know and uh, the Dolphins are gonna just pick somebody over him if he says I need a week they're gonna give him a week I'm joking right he is the pretty girl at high school but it nobody's seems, locking in three it, months before prom it seems though that they've come to a deal I, I again you know all these Reporters who report that there's a deal, they're getting that information from somewhere. That comes from the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins would mess it up that badly saying we have a deal with him if they didn't have a deal with him. So I I don't know where this last-minute haranguing comes from. Did we work out a deal with him and he didn't sign it? Well, he definitely hasn't signed anything because we would have seen that. He would have been somewhere signing it. So. Well, that's not a deal then. So, but they could have a deal in principle. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. There's no handshake going on anymore. This is 1926. Well, listen, this really screws up Josh Appel coming on and us playing our fangs montage in the next segment if it's not a deal. So I'm moving forward <laughs> as if Vic Fangio is the next defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Who was the other guy? Chris Richard? He might be good. Mm -hmm. I think there were four guys in total. There's no montage for Chris Richard. I don't know what we could do. Chris. Chris. (laughs) Chris. Um, So, real quick, we'll get into it throughout the day. We have uh, a ton of guests. Um, Who do you like in the Super Bowl? (sighs) Eagles. 
Really? Yes. Watching that Kansas City offense in the second half, that was not impressive at all. Um, That's funny. I like Kansas City. I was not that impressed with the Eagles, even though it was a runaway victory. Yeah. Hmm. I think they kind of took their foot off the gas late. Started they ran for what right. one forty, but they were they you could tell hell it's football. They were up by twenty. They were trying to run the run the time off the clock. Eagles are tough, man. Because remember, I was like, listen, I know. Oh, Pur-, and then Purdy went out and just Josh Johnson, who was on thirteen teams. Is that amazing? That's when I saw heard that it was off the chain. I was like, but the forty nine er defense can can slow them down. I was like, take the under. It's not going to be high scoring. The Eagles were going up and down the field on them yeah. like it was nothing. Yeah. Kansas City, to me, though, the fact that Travis Kelsey can still catch touchdowns when everyone knows he's going to get the ball yeah. is wild. And that had something to do with that second half, too. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster's out. Um, yep. uh, McCole Hartman's out. Like, their top three receivers were all out. They're throwing the guys that one guy had 20 receptions on the season, and he was starting. Like It, it had something to do with it, but I got to ride with the Eagles. And Mahomes looked fine to me. Yeah. He was limping a little bit, but he looked fine to me. And two weeks. Six days was crazy. Two weeks, he'll be a, he'll he will be a hundred percent Patrick by then. Well, we will have two weeks worth of conversation about it. Uh, Josh Appel is going to join us today. He is the world's biggest Vic Fangio fan. He's got that big Vic energy. And then uh, <laughs> I like it. in the three o'clock hour, Doug Plagans. It is All Star Week here in South Florida. Doug Plagans, radio voice for your Panthers. I don't know if you saw what they did Saturday night, but it was next to miraculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the 4 o'clock hour today, Clay Ferrero will join us for 15 minutes of heat. Clay was, I don't want to say highly critical of the heat after their loss Sunday, but he was, uh, I think he was spot on on a lot of stuff. This is who the heat are, and this is a very mediocre team, and if you don't do anything, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, so I saw we'll some trade about, uh, rumors too. I was interested mm-hmm, in those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll begin today with headlines and our own Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. You mentioned it. Eagles two and a half point favorites on top of the Chiefs two weeks from yesterday. Is it two and a half? Two and a half. Interesting. I thought it was two. There's That's going to move. There's some wild movement already in this line. I'll, I'll talk about it today, but there is some wild movement. I have it at two. I have Eagles minus two. I had not seen two and a half. I just saw it like 20 minutes ago at two and a half. Okay. So the Heat did lose 122 to 117 in Charlotte. They beat the Magic on Friday night, but they lost yesterday. Uh, no other way to put it. It was a bad loss. It's the third worst team coming into that game in the NBA, and the Heat had a 13-point lead in the second half, and they blew it. It's kind of Clay's point. That was Clay's point, is the, these are the games you're going to get from a 6-7 seed team. And if you don't make a change, that's what you're going to get, and that's what you should expect. We were blaming it on injury. Oh, my oh, goodness. Boy. I mean, that is – I mean, what is – is, is someone waterboarding you? Like, what is happening there? Wow. Can't be this Coke Zero. Yeah, you're going to have to fire it off. <laughs> and some of those. Whoa. You all right? My goodness. I almost died. Hey, yo, it's got a light skin one day. Hey, John, we always. Red roses, too. And. <clears throat> whoa. I see them blue. And with Wade leaving. Excuse me. They can't go back. And I 
series of, excuse me, they can't go back. I have this. What a wonderful world. And some of those. Whoa. That, that was honestly one of the worst ones I've ever heard you do. <laughs> it was one of the worst ones I have ever heard you do. I almost called 911. <laughs> and I've been drinking my turmeric in the morning. I'm, I'm telling you, well, then it's getting caught in your throat. <laughs> Are you just drinking it, or are you also swallowing it? <laughs> are you storing it for later? It's supposed to clear, uh, you know, phlegm. Good God. I mean, that was vile. I do. I'm, I'm, I juice was, now. That was vile. <laughs> I juice. I am I, sick to my stomach. Didn't even eat Alfredo today. I am sick to my stomach. <laughs> well, If you saw the pizza I had yesterday, that was gourmet eating compared to how I feel right now. <laughs> after. After what you just did. Players mess up. <laughs> that was a bad one. I lost and I'm my sure breath. a brilliant question has been lost in the process here of you <laughs> swallowing all your words. <clears throat> I was going to say we used to blame it on injury. Now mm. we can't. No, you cannot. There's, yes. uh, this, this, there's, a, there's a construct issue with this Heat team. Yes. But Yurtsevin's coming back. We got action. Yurtsevin is uh, going to be cleared to play after the All-Star break, it seems like. That's big. Is it? I mean, it's good. It is good. No joke. It is good. It doesn't change you from a six seed to a four seed. <laughs> Celtics are saying that right now. <laughs> hey, Ertzman's coming back, guys. We're in trouble. My only thing, and, and I know Clay will come on, my only thing is that the way that they're framing it is, well, this team's no good. Trade Trade people away unless you can – make this team drastically better before the trade deadline, I don't think it needs to be a drastic trade that can improve this team to make them a contender in the East. I still think right now, as it stands, even after that loss, you have a top nine record in the NBA, and you have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So, well, I think that's Clay's point, is that you do have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. You're going to waste them. So go out and, and do something I don't think he's suggesting you get rid of one of those guys, mm. but maybe anyone other than those guys to make themselves because listen, the way Bam is playing and the way Jimmy plays when he's out there, like put another superstar out there. Oh, look out. Yeah, but like the idea that Pat Riley has the, the Heat offseason doesn't end until after the trade deadline. Everybody knows that. I got gotcha. you. So the idea that Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg aren't back there figuring out a way to help this team, it to me, doesn't make any but sense. But I, I don't think he's suggesting that they're not trying oh, to do anything. Oh, no, for sure. But then there was a, a response from Barry Jackson where he, he, he somewhat said punt on the season if they can't improve the roster. And to me, I don't agree with that sentiment. Because I, I, punting it, on the season because, okay, you'll probably lose in the first or second round. Well, I get it. That shouldn't be the goal. I, like, what are we doing? We're, we're trading away Duncan Robinson – and what for what? Just well, to make is, a deal? Is he saying punt on the season as in clean house? Or is he saying punt on the season in terms of like for fans? Like don't expect too much on it. Like just don't expect too much That's out of this true. season. This yeah. is probably a first or second round exit. Like it. Like don't delude yourself into thinking that somehow they're going to flip the switch. I think that might be more of what he meant. And like you said, if it's Bam and Jimmy, and I'll throw Tyler in there. I think Tyler's a big I piece. I agree. Other than that, like you just brought up Duncan. Duncan Robinson's not helping us. Oh, no, no. I'm fine with moving on from, from anybody that can make this team a contender. My point is that people just want a move for the sake of having a move at this point. 
no matter who it is. And and if you're going to move on from Duncan, fine. But don't just move on from Duncan for the sake of making a move. That's a contract that could, in the future, in the offseason, help you land the whale. And if you're just moving now for the sake of the fan base is desperate for a move because they feel like they're in purgatory, well, that's not what Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg are going to do. They ha- they're more even, even keel than that to, to just make the move. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think they'll make a move just to make a move. I, I think it's more in the terms of kind of uh, understand what you have with this team. But we all agree at this point we're a 6-7 seed team. I think so. I know you're going to say it's their three three spots away from being the four seed, and we've seen it this season. Like, it can change on a dime. Yeah. But, I, I mean, we can, we can talk with Clay in the 4 yeah. o'clock hour, but he's saying, hey, as long as this is the roster cr- construct – you're going to get games like you got yesterday afternoon. Yeah. It just is what it is. But but the the bigger picture the is damn hot pockets again thing. Kind of they kind of look they're, good, don't I, they? Yeah, they're going they're going buck wild with the advertising yeah. on this. Uh, ROI on that's not going to work out. Excellent use of ROI. I like that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> hey. I, I got stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Google that. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, just really quickly, Canes Hoops did lose to Pitt yes, or on Saturday by three. That's another road loss for the Canes against an ACC team. But after three straight road games, they're back at home tomorrow. They're number 23 in the latest AP poll. They host Virginia Tech tomorrow, 7 p.m. Yeah, I'm thinking about going to that game. Did you watch the Pitt game? I did not. At the end, when they, you know, it was, it was a good game, right to the wire. They put up like their last six games. It was lost by two, lost by two, win by two, lost by two, win like they're they're <laughs> coming. Uh, so you're saying if you get them plus, you know, four points uh, around there, just uh, hammer them. We got action. All right. By the way, Hawk tickets are as low as twenty dollars. Yeah, it would be cool if uh, if the Watsco Center was packed tomorrow night. They are the because the new poll came out today. I think they're twenty one in one of them and twenty three in another. Uh, they're still a top 25 team, and it is fun to be out there at the Watchco Center. Um, what is there? There's a heat game tomorrow? Yeah, heat game on the road at On the seven. road, and uh, there's no Panthers this week because you got the All-Star game in town. So I think I might go down to the Watchco Center after the show tomorrow and uh, watch a little Canes basketball. And Canes football, they announced their spring football game is scheduled April 15th. That's a Friday, not a Saturday a Friday, just throwing that out there. And I believe their entire schedule will be released either today or tomorrow, their entire fall uh, schedule. Yeah, I saw something. Let's see. Let me sneak in weather. It's sponsored by Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. Call them 866-954-MORE. It's a nice, pretty hot afternoon in South Florida. Tonight your lows will be in the 70s. That's your weather. It's uh, John Ruth at the UM Sports Hall of Fame. He texts me the... ACC football schedule will be unveiled live during a two-hour special on ACC Network tonight, 7 p.m. Spring game on a Friday. My two cents, put the spring game back on a Saturday and bring the uh, turnover chain back. All right? Done. I just fixed your team. (laughs) That's going to do it. We're getting so cutesy here. Move the spring game to a Friday, get rid of the turnover chain. Eh. Listen, uh, go rent a yacht. Mm-hmm. stand on it like Manny Diaz did. I hate to talk about the Manny Diaz uh, era as if it was something special, but it was compared to last season. Go get a yacht, stand on it, do a Saturday spring game, go get, knock on that jeweler's door, make a new chain, we're back. You have an OC? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Did they hire anybody? Nope. So the, the, the yacht is more important? 100%. <laughs> what about beating Middle Tennessee? Well, if you do what I just said, you will. <laughs> I just gave you the blueprint. I want somebody to hire you so bad. <laughs> I mean, do I have to spell it out for you? <laughs> We're good to move on. All right, let's All move on then. What, uh, was, what was Ed Reed's position? <laughs> angry. He's, <laughs> he's gone now. Took his anger to Bethune-Cookman. <laughs> got angry at them. They said, hit it. I couldn't deal with the anger. Goodness gracious. <laughs> they got a spot open, bro. <laughs> Fill that spot, get a yacht, bring over the turnover chain, bring it back, do the spring game on a Saturday. You don't even need an OC at that point. Guaranteed 10 wins bowl game. Tell me I'm wrong. Y'all do it different. But it's a Canes thing. I wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. Uh, Josh Appel is going to join us in the next segment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I love my Canes. Hawk and Crowder. I love Fangs. 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 Fangs has only been out for a year. Fangs. Fangs. Big Fangio. Fangs. I know Fangs has been out of the game, you know, this past year. But I know that he's someone who I would assume pays attention. Fangs. Hey. Fangs. His defenses in Denver were always very good. Fangs. 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 Big Fangio. Fangs. I, I love Fangs. We are uniquely situated to talk about Vic Fangio on this show. We were there before it was cool. Only because we like the nickname. Our friend Josh Appel who's the public address announcer for the Miami Marlins and uh, also, you know, heard nationally on Sports USA for big NFL games. Uh, he is a huge Dolphins fan and a South Florida guy, and he's also been a big proponent of the Dolphins getting Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. So we will assume that Vic Fangio is signed, sealed, and delivered, even though there may be a couple of bumps before he's actually signed, sealed, and delivered. But working under the assumption, Appel, that the Dolphins actually have Vic Fangio as the D.C., with the talent that the Dolphins do have on defense, what would the addition of him mean? Well, first of all, hello. Always good to talk to you guys. Uh, Look, eight of his last 11 years running a defense, they've been top 10 in in points allowed per game. So right there – you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy that's well-prepared, as you heard in the montage, someone that pays attention. And, uh, look, he's one of the most well- own montage. <laughs> Listen, I have to call it out because every time I hear it, it gets more ridiculous that it's the piece of analysis that I use to talk about Nick Fangio. Anyway, Do you notice that uh, in the montage, his, his, analysis is that he, his analysis is that he pays attention well, he's it was it. he's been at he's been out of the game, but I would assume no. I said I know that I would assume that he paid attention <laughs> while he was out of it. It really you can't get any better than that. Um, <laughs> this Josh Boyer didn't even watch football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you said that, not me. <laughs> no idea <laughs> when they were playing, who they were playing. <laughs> um, look, uh, I, I think that it can only go well, barring you know health concerns that the Dolphins had last year. He's widely regarded as one of the best defensive minds in the modern era of this game. So if it's hopefully done, then it's a huge get for Mike McDaniel. 
And Josh did the, the – Josh did the, the – Wow, what happened there? Wow, what happened? Oh, that's you. Um, Bad planning. <laughs> closes the cover. <laughs> that doesn't work. What just happened? <laughs> We're trying to get this uh this video to, to show thing going, the stream yard, and they were both on, but they were the audio was off, so I was yelling at myself. Nice. <laughs> yep. But now it's out of here. But Josh, I was gonna ask you because because this and I love the Dolphins to death. But if you're a Vic Fangio, the other side of it is that the 49ers, uh, the, the assumption is D'Amico Ryan is going to get a head coaching job somewhere. They said the Texans. And now Fangio can go there with the potential defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa, with the number one defense. Does that scare you a little bit? That was a one team that I wouldn't think would show it, that I didn't want to show interest because that might be a little more sexier than the Dolphin defense. I think that is a legitimate concern. I think that would probably be the better job. And what are you guys doing? I just said we're under the assumption that Vic Fangio is the D.C. Maybe. We're maybe. All right. I'm not so certain. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it, it's a legitimate concern if, in fact, it's not actually done. I just have a hard time believing that it's not going to happen considering the guys like Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter and, and our good friend Baz Jackson and guys like that, they're not – going and running with this and reporting this if they don't have it concrete that it's correct. I mean, it's just not – like, Tom Palacero works for the outlet that is run by the league. I, I have a hard time believing that this won't eventually get done. It, it does give me some pause that Fangs, for whatever reason, is telling certain reporters that nothing is done yet. I don't understand that because it seems like there are, <laughs> there are different pieces of information going on here. And I also uh, know that McDaniel and Fangs have the same agent. So it, it seems like there's there's a lot of different things here at play. San Francisco is obviously a great spot and somewhere he's been before and somewhere he's had success before. Um, so you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would hope that it wouldn't happen for the Dolphins' sake, but I also wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure I could blame him. And look, as, as great of a candidate as, as Fangs is, there are still other good defensive coordinator candidates out there. It just, you know, it's Fangs. It is fangs. What does it say, though, about the Dolphins, though, and Stephen Ross, that they would make him, because the, the report was that he'll be the highest-paid coordinator in the league. What does it say to you about the organization? I'm not sure you could really blame the organization on if, if he decides to no, go I'm to not San talking Francisco. about if he decides to go anywhere. I'm saying when he comes to Miami and becomes the highest-paid coordinator, what does that tell you about the Dolphins and Stephen Ross? So, I mean, if he chooses to go to San Francisco, I don't think you can, I don't think you can He's not him. going to no, San Francisco. I mean, I this think... is nonsense. Like, we're all getting caught up. Like, <laughs> like he's not going. He's coming to the Miami Dolphins. He's probably going to sign the contract today. How do you know? Because why would Barry Jackson report it? Baz, um, look, uh, I think that it, it just confirms what we've always known about Stephen Ross, and that is that he will spend and do whatever he can to do what he thinks will make this organization into a Super Bowl contender. I mean, that's from giving a ton of money to Indomitian Sioux to renovating the entire stadium and making it a global uh, hosting site for so many different things. Um, he has never been afraid to spend big in free agency or, you know, make big or, you know, approve big trades or take big swings. Whether those work out, that's another story. But he's never been afraid to actually do it. Um, so I think that, you know, him ponying up the money for the best defensive coordinator 
candidate on the market goes in line with everything he's always done as owner of the Dolphins. And what do you think? This one, this narrative, it gets to me. People are like, oh, well, if Fangs comes, then he'll figure out how to get Bradley Chubb going again. Bro, I played with Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas. They were with Jimmy Johnson. They were pro bowlers. They went to damn uh, Nick Saban. They were pro bowlers. In between was some interim head coach. They were still pro bowlers. Do you think that Vic Fangio can get Bradley Chubb to be better, know what he's doing? Like, do you do you fall into that narrative that Nick Chubb will be better with Fangs? I think it's certainly something to consider. I mean, Fangs – I was the head coach when he got drafted in, in Denver. I mean, they have experience together, and we know Chubb raised his profile, obviously, originally with the Broncos. Um, I, I think that, you know, the longer that Chubb plays here and plays opposite Jalen Phillips in a scheme that maybe is more well-suited to what Chubb's strengths are as opposed to maybe what Boyer was running, maybe that unlocks something else in, in Bradley Chubb. But, again, I would also say that, you know, Chubb commands attention on one side, opening things up for the other guys. So maybe while we weren't exactly satisfied with Chubb's overall production, you don't ever know like what impact he had on a guy like Jalen Phillips on the other side, you know, really breaking out uh, the second half of the season. And I would also say, as we talked about last, uh, you know, after the Bills game, you know, for as close as Bradley Chubb had come to get to the quarterback, like he had one of the biggest sack fumbles of the season for the Dolphins. Uh, in that in that playoff game he got there I, I can't remember if they recovered that one or not but he still got the sack fumble I mean it was in a big spot and a huge play late in that game and, and he came up big w- with a play uh, when they needed it Josh Appel is with us and I know we you know who knows what to believe because one reporter says this another reporter says that but over the weekend the Dolphins apparently made it very clear that they are not in the market for Tom Brady so if we accept that as an actual story, does it surprise you or uh, does it make it feel good as a Dolphins fan that that circus is not going to be part of the offseason? I'm a Dolphins fan when I come on this show. When I do my broadcast, I'm right down the middle, unbiased and professional. With that said, um, I'm not surprised at all, and the, the fan in me agrees with that decision. I, like I told you guys last week when you asked me this, I, I just I, – Tom Brady at 47 years old after the season he just had. Like, Tua's a better player right now. When they're both healthy, which is a big caveat, obviously. Like, Tua's the better player. Like, Tom Brady was not good last season. And I'm not interested in him a year older in that condition. That's just my personal opinion. And I don't think cap-wise it makes much sense for me either because they still got Tua on his rookie contract this year, which means they still can address other needs. Tom's coming in here. He's not making $7 million going to make a lot more than that. So for a variety of reasons, um, I'm glad that they are sticking with Tua um, as opposed to, you know, bringing in Tom, a 47-year-old Tom Brady, who, again, this is not the guy who's just leaving New England and going to Tampa. This is a guy who's played three more years in the league, and the last we saw him looked terrible. So, And, and Josh, to the point about who – they're going to bring somebody in – but like you're saying, with Tua, you know, he's a discount, I would say, quote, unquote. None of it. They're, bunch, they're all making a bunch of money. But can you bring like a Jimmy G in? Because he would have a real contract with real money. Can you bring a guy in that makes more than Tua to, I guess, back him up, compete with him, whatever you want to say? Here's my hesitation with Jimmy G. Like, people talk about the injury issues with Tua. Aren't we always talking about Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with some kind of injury every single season? I mean, part of the reason that Brock Purdy – 
or the reason why Brock Purdy played down the stretch of the season for San Francisco is because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt again. Like, he has legitimate health concerns, too. And I'm not sure the that the ability between the two, like, there's that much of a gap where it would make it worth it for the Dolphins to bring in a guy like Jimmy G. I think there are other good backups available in free agency that you could bring in that are capable of playing at a, at a higher level than Teddy Bridgewater did last year and a higher level than Skylar Thompson played. Uh, in the last two games. I don't think they need to be going and spending big on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo to bring him in to compete with Tua when, you know, some of the same concerns you have about Tua are there with Jimmy Garoppolo. Not only is Josh Appel a fan of the Miami Dolphins, he should be the radio voice of the Miami Dolphins. I think everybody agrees with that. He is the best play-by-play man uh, that we, uh, well, I shouldn't say that we have on this show because we have a lot of good ones on this show, but Josh is extremely talented. He should be the radio uh, voice for the Miami Dolphins. Don't say anything. About- he should be the radio <laughs> voice of the Miami Dolphins. I'm uh, not going to acknowledge that part. I was going to acknowledge the other thing about the play-by-play announcers that appear on your show. I'm the best play-by-play announcer from Sports USA and Stadium that appears. That's on fair. The show. I, I will give you, I'll give you the nod on that because I don't. <laughs> do they have any others, or are you it? <laughs> no, we do, but you just don't have them on your show. All right, fair well, maybe we should. Uh, before we run out of time, what are your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup? The line has fluctuated wildly since it first came out, but it'll be Eagles and Chiefs. Who do you like initially? Not that you won't be able to massage that thought uh, over the next couple of weeks. I, I like Philadelphia. I, I really do. And I'll tell you what, Patrick Mahomes, not that I didn't doubt his greatness or have a lack of respect for him as Orlando Brown so eloquently yelled <laughs> during Patrick Mahomes' postgame interview. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Who doesn't respect Patrick Mahomes? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what person doesn't respect him? It's uh, like when LeBron but, did the, uh, the, the the haters, the the season against the haters or whatever. Or the, yeah. it, like the doubters. Doubters. Like, like, people hate, but they didn't doubt. <laughs> like, where did that come from? The, the, guy, the guy from the Georgia football team who, after they won, said, oh, people picked us to go 7-5. and five. <laughs> Who? Who said that? <laughs> His grandpa. <laughs> right. Like, who? Nobody. Nobody. Well, I was going to say nobody. Anyways. Um, I, I think I, I like the Eagles in this. Mahomes showed me a, a lot, obviously, last night. Or, yeah, it was last night. Usually I come out on Tuesday, so I'm a little disoriented. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that that's scr- The Fangs <laughs> news. The, the Fangs news. Yeah. Play the montage one the more place. time, just because this is why we're Well, we I didn't finish Josh my on. analysis. Yet. I know. I'm going to give you a chance it. for your analysis, but I want people to know why you're on today. <laughs> Well, we don't have it. <laughs> we lost perfect. it. We lost perfect. it. Yeah. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I love that. Fangs. 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 Fangs has only been out for a year. Fangs. Fangs. Big Fangio. Fangs. I know Fangs has been out of the game, you know, this past year, but I, I know that he's someone who I would assume pays attention. Fangs. Hey. So Fangs. His defenses in Denver were always very good. Fangs. 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 Vic Fangio. Fangs. I, I love, love Fangs. All right, what were you saying about the Eagles? They blow everybody out, you know? <laughs> you know, they, they, pay attention. they pay attention. Yeah, they pay attention. It seems like Nick Sirianni pays attention, you know? Look, they, they're obviously going to have a, a tough task with Mahomes. Two more weeks to heal the ankle. Um, he obviously proved a lot that he could play on it uh, yesterday. I was – of the belief that that would ultimately do them in. Uh, but Burrow didn't play as well as I thought he was going to, and so uh, it'll be a hobbled Chiefs team against the Eagles, who have unbelievably played such a 
soft schedule and had such a soft path to get here. But at the same time, it's not like they're putzing around with any of these opponents. They're blowing them out by 20 and 30 points. And they're resting their starters in back-to-back playoff games at the end. So I I don't really buy into that narrative with the Eagles. I'm sure my opinion could change, but my, my gut says Philadelphia in this. Can we get that on the uh, the headline of the website? Solana, Josh Appel, colon, Eagles not putzing around. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Eagles not putzing around. I think uh, that will cut through all demographics. We'll have more clicks on that story than we've ever had before. There's I mean, your, this is what I bring to your show. There's your Super Coaches Bowl Coaches pay analysis. attention. Eagles don't putz around. Where do you get better analysis than that? That is excellent. Eagles not putzing around. They're going for it this time. Don't disrespect them. We'll see you, Josh. We love you. Thanks for having me. There you go. Josh Appel, not putzing around. He is on the Eagles. <laughs> putzing around. Putzing around. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Shout out to all the pair. Hawk and Crowder. And now we.